Hello, and welcome to On Purpose Faith. I'm your host, Jan Neary. I really hope you enjoy this episode as we journey together on this faith walk. I have a special favor to ask, though. Would you consider promoting and sharing my podcast and checking out the advertised products? I'd really appreciate that. In just a few seconds, this episode will start, so be sure to listen all the way to the end to learn how to connect with me further. I really appreciate you a lot. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, hello. This is Jan Neary, and today's topic is perspective for growth. And I'm going to be looking at John 15 verses 1 through 5 and Isaiah 43 verse 19. I am so excited about this because God just really revealed to me some very cool stuff this morning and it's really helping me to refocus for this coming year 2019 which I believe is going to be a breakthrough year for me and I hope it will be for you also. Um, I'm also recognizing I, I've been really struggling for the last, I don't know, through, and it's I, up and down for the last 10 years, but really struggling um, for the past year and a half or so. And prior to that, I had another span of a year um, that was very difficult. Anyway, uh, it's been a tough journey. And, you know, you can get out there and you feel like you're doing all the right stuff. And yet, it's like God is blessing everybody else. God is blessing the, he's allowing the, even those, you know, the enemies or the non-believers or uh, those people around you who are not following God seem to be being blessed all over the place. And, you know, here I am, or maybe here you are, just struggling to make ends meet, just struggling to get through the day or the week or maybe even the hour. And so uh, this is really, really exciting to me because, um, you know, and I don't, don't tune me out when I say this, please, because this goes really deep and I'm going to give you some heavy meat here that hopefully is going to make, make everything turn around for, for you as well as for me. But, you know, it's about perspective and I'm just, I mean, I know about perspective, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really, uh, a deep thing and I'm only beginning to really understand what a difference that makes it your mind the focus of your mind is really a powerful thing and as Christians we have a, a source that we can believe in that is so far beyond what we see in our our daily lives that we've got a power uh, that, that is a universal I mean, we're connected to God, you know? So, uh, I want to talk for a minute about perspective. And, you know, there there's a saying out there in the farming community, Wendell Berry said this, uh, if you've seen one farm, you've seen one farm. You know, the, the thing of it is, is that uh, you, you can't just say, you know, uh, oh, it's a farm because every farm is different. I don't care if it's the same kind of farm. Every farm is different. It has, it's in a different geographical location. Even if it's your neighbor's farm, 
and they're doing exactly the same thing, it's amazing how different pastures can be, how different the terrain can be, how different uh, the angle can be to the sun or against the wind, or you've seen it rain in one spot and, you know, two blocks over it didn't rain, and the same kind of thing can happen. So uh, our perspective uh, can be very different depending on where we are. You know, and we see what we look for. So, you know, if you're focused on, it's kind of kind of like when you're when you go to the car dealership and you're looking at a at a blue vehicle and you're really excited about it and maybe you buy that vehicle, um, or maybe you have a new boyfriend or um, I don't know, maybe you just really like a certain vehicle and and you, there's a certain color of it. All of a sudden, or all of a sudden, you start seeing that particular vehicle or that particular color all over the place, right? Um, so that that's a phenomenon that happens. It, it is part of the uh, reticular activating system in your brain that causes you to start to filter out other things and see the things that you are focused on. It's a very complex part of your brain, but it keeps us from basically going crazy with all of the stimuli that we are, are around every day. And so uh, our perspective is really a powerful thing. And as we focus in and start thinking about goals and stuff for the coming year, I, I really, I, I was, in fact, that's what I was doing. And I was praying about God show me what I need to do this year, what I need to focus on. And, and he did. So here we go. I want to kind of look at Isaiah 43, 19 for a second. Um, I'm out of the New American Standard Bible. And this verse says, Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. And uh, will you not be aware of it? That totally speaks to perception. And that is, you know, we're looking at our situations from a certain perspective. We're looking at it from the perspective of our limitations. We're looking at it from the perspective of our past history. We're looking at it from the perspective of what other people might think or say about it, right? A lot of times we are. And so what we want to do is, is try to develop a God perspective. He says he will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so when you think about a roadway, a roadway is cleared. It is directional. It is um, defined. Um, it, it's a pathway that you can travel to from what point A to point B on. And he says he will make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wilderness is an, an impossible situation. It's what we perceive as not passable. We can't get through it. And rivers in the desert, you know, looking again, it's a picture of looking at the ground that is a desert. It is has very limited potential to grow anything, to support any kind of life. Um, it's barren. It's hard. It's brutal. It is um, a place that, you know, it, it is a, a depressed state or a, a place where... Uh, 
there's just struggle to survive. And he says he will make rivers in the desert. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Springing forth. So if he's bringing rivers in the desert, he is bringing water from the ground where there was no potential for water. There's no, when the ground is that dry, the water table is so far down that um, for it to spring up there, it would take tremendous digging, um, drilling to get down to that water. So if he's going to make it spring forth, that is coming from a very impossible situation. So I want us to just try to gain that perspective from God because, you know, God looks at our situation and he says, you know, I know the beginning from the end. I know the end of the story. I know what I created you to be and I know exactly where you are on that path and how much time you have left and who you need to be impact or be impacted by. And I have all of that planned out and I can see it, but we don't. And so that's where faith comes in, right? So our faith is believing that God has the answer and he is preparing that way for us if we will have his perspective and believe in him and walk in faith. So that is kind of the basis for this. Now we switch over to John 15 verses 1 through 5. Jesus is the vine and the branches. This is a very common verse. I'm just going to read it because um, if there's anyone listening that's not familiar with this, or if you don't have your Bible handy to follow along, uh, you may not know these by heart. So it says, I am, the vi- I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Uh, this is a parable explaining God's relationship to us. So he says he's the true vine, and his father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Okay, so let's draw this picture mentally here. We have the vine. I don't know if you've been to a vineyard before, but the vine is uh, comes up from the ground. It is a pretty hefty stalk, uh, kind of tree-like, like small tree. And it comes up and typically they have um, a trellis of sorts that runs down the row of all these vines and the the trunk comes up to the trellis and then the branches spread out and run along the along the vine they don't want the grapes on the ground because that's where bugs and dirt and all kind of stuff get to the grapes before the farmers can you know the the vineyard workers can harvest the grapes and so the branches grow up, they grow leaves, they, they spread out along this trellis, and eventually they bloom, and then the grapes or the whatever fruit forms on, on well, of course it's grapes because we're talking about a vineyard, but um, so that's, that's the picture. So if Jesus or God, in this case, you know, we're, the, the correct answer is Jesus, right? <laughs> um, Jesus is the vine. 
and we are the branches. So if we're a branch, he created us to be a branch. He created us with a specific purpose to grow in a certain direction to um, and to fulfill a certain amount of growth and to produce a certain amount of fruit, okay? But we are the branch. The branch itself has many offshoot branches, right? We have little branches that come off of us and those are gonna produce leaves and foliage and eventually the grapes. And so what are those little branches? Those little branches are things in our lives like this podcast, maybe you write a book, maybe you serve in your church, maybe you have a family, children, maybe you're, you have a profession, maybe you're a school teacher or a banker or um, an insurance person. There are all these aspects to your life that are bearing fruit, but this is where it got really critical for me. Those things are not the branch. And the branch is not the vine, right? So if you cut off, if you prune, because when they prune the grapes, when they prune the vine, they cut it way back. They cut all that extra stuff off because the leaves and stuff when it's dormant, they are just, they're in the way. The old growth is not gonna produce new fruit. And so um, they cut all that off because the new growth is what they want in the spring. So when it gets pruned back, you cut off all that stuff. So I was sitting here listening to um, a sermon about this and I realized that all of those things have been cut off. I have been essentially pruned and all the activities, I have had such limited resources. I can't travel anywhere. I can't give gifts to anyone. I can't, um, it's very difficult for me to even progress in my business because I just don't have resources to advertise or to buy software or do, do things that I need to do to further my business. Um, you know, my, my travel, things that I do out in the community have been very restricted just because I don't have gas money and things like that. So, you know, this is a, this is a serious pruning. And I, I want to make comment here about this because a lot of times we look at people and their situations and we are judgmental about where they are. And we assume that they did something wrong. They weren't good managers of their time or their money or they just never, they just don't work hard enough or whatever that you think um, the stigma is about people who don't have money um, or, or are struggling with their resources. You know, it's not always because they are in sin or lazy or, and, you know, not working or whatever. Um, sometimes it's because they are in the pruning process and I know that um, as I have prayed for God to show me if there is any sin in my life and he's not revealed anything to me, I know that um, I am diligent to be in his word. I know that I am doing everything I possibly know to do to follow his word, follow him and, and do what he has called me to do or what I thought he had called me to do. 
But what I realized was that I was living, I was trying to live out of the foliage of my life. So even though I know that Jesus is my source, I still was living out of my my foliage, out of the, the things that I do, right? So in the beginning, um, not exactly in the beginning, but in the beginning of this farm journey where I felt like God gave me a vision to have a farm and to have um, kids come out and have that to be a ministry and an education center and to, to uh, really do some influential things there. Um, God took that away from me. He gave it to me and then he took it from me and I've been struggling to find, figure out why I, I still have felt very strongly, you know, I've, I've asked God, I'm, I'm like, you know, is this, you know, I believe that you gave that to me and, and I believe that you're going to fulfill it, but I'm not seeing it right now. And so, um, what is going on here? I don't understand. And so what I think the Lord is telling me is that that is not your purpose. My purpose is not to have the farm. My purpose is to get back, when you strip away, when you cut back all of the vines, all of the things that I do, the farm, the, the music, that I, I, my singing, my service to the church, my influence in the community, my family stuff, um, connecting with family, being able to visit family and be a help to them or whatever. When you cut back all of that stuff and just get back to me, just get back to the branch, what is my purpose? And I really realized today that my purpose is two things. My purpose is to seek God with all my heart, my, my mind, my soul, and you know, to, to put him first, and that is my worship and my, my service. And number two, to encourage and help others. Now, with those two purposes in mind, if I, if I focus on that purpose, then all of the other things happen, right? Because if I focus on helping others, and that means doing a podcast, okay, well, there, there is foliage and hopefully fruit being produced, right? If I uh, look to help people and I say, oh, these farmers over here don't know how to use internet marketing effectively, and I know something about that, so let me go over here and help those people, then I can be a light and, and a help and bear fruit in that direction. But those things are never what define me. My purpose is to help others and be an encouragement to them. So this has helped me tremendously. I, I don't know if I'm giving it to you as effectively as I received it this morning, but it has totally transformed how I'm looking at my goals for this year and how I'm looking at how I need to spend my time and even um, the attitude behind it. Because sometimes, you know, we can have an attitude of uh, we need to have this success or, you know, I need to... I need to get so many, um, so much engagement on my posts or so much traffic to my website or I need to, um, you know, I, I start measuring, I start measuring my, what I do 
to quantify my purpose. But to get back to the purpose of did I encourage, did I help people, that's my purpose. So it doesn't matter about the other stuff. That needs, I need to let the Lord take care of that stuff because all of the nutrients, all of the energy, all of the production, all of the rivers in the desert and the roadways through the wilderness, all of that comes through the vine, the main vine. It's connected to the soil. That's where everything comes from. The water and the, the nutrients and everything comes up through the vine and nourishes the branch. And so that's I, that I need to let him fulfill his purpose in me. And I need to not put my purpose out into those things. My purpose is not to write a book. My purpose is not to have a ministry. My purpose is not to, um, you know, do regenerative agriculture. My purpose is not to, you know, be a vocalist or whatever, or a speaker or a, an author. Those are things are not my purpose. My purpose is to encourage and to help people. And those other things are simply leaves and fruit, foliage, and they will be pruned again at some point in the future and I will be left with my my core which is worshiping God walking with him studying his word learning about him putting him first seeking his kingdom and then um, you know it, there, there will be time for growth again at another point and so this, I think, has been tremendously helpful to me. I hope it was to you also. Um, what can we do to help facilitate that kind of stuff? Well, um, there's a couple of things. Number one is to kind of pray about and identify your core purposes. I think for all of us, we're designed to be his. And that's probably number one for all of us. And number two might be something different. You might be called to preach. You might be... Um, you know, or, or shepherd God's people, or um, there might be a specific calling for you among the, the gifts of the, of the Spirit. But I would look to those gifts of the Spirit. I believe those are in Galatians. I always get Galatians and Ephesians stuff mixed up. But anyway, um, you can do a search for that online. And uh, so just kind of figure out what that core purpose is and then start identifying all of the little offshoots that you have so that you can be mindful about not putting your, your faith and your focus and your perspective in those things. And then remind yourself of those core purposes daily. And then third, I would say surround yourself with people who are doing a similar thing, who have a similar perspective, who are looking to God as the source as the way in the wilderness as the one who can do the impossible through the impossible and um, surround yourself with people like those it doesn't mean that you just kind of cut everybody off and don't be friends with them anymore but it means that the people who influence you the most the people that you listen to the people that encourage you should be those people who are having that that focus that 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 foresight focus, that insightful focus about what God's view of your life is and not just your limited focus. So, all right. I hope that was good for you. 
Godspeed. I look forward to hearing some of your comments. Please do comment and um, there will be a following little way that you can reply or comment um, that comes after my message here. So thanks for listening. This is Jan Neary. Well, that concludes this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If this episode spoke to you, there are three things you can do. Number one, comment. Your comments help me to know you better and what is relevant to you. Do you have a similar or different experience than mine? I'd love to hear about it. Number two, I want to get my podcast out there to share with more people. So please like, subscribe, and share. My whole goal is to help people like you. So when you like, subscribe, and share, it makes that possible. Number three, consider becoming a supporting listener. It takes time and resources to put out this podcast. So just a few dollars each month collectively from each listener can make sure that I continue walking alongside you and others with this podcast. You can donate by clicking the link in this podcast description. Thank you in advance. I'm Jan Neary, and thank you for listening to On Purpose Faith.